Yo, what's up, guys? I am here for another episode of the Sexual Quantum Leap Podcast. My name is Andrew Melk, and I'm going to teach you how to be the best a woman's had inside and outside the bedroom. Now, I've got a fucking awesome guest today who's going to help you really get those results that you want as well with women. Now, before we go any further, make sure that you, um, if you haven't checked out the um, website, sexualquantumleap.com, what you can do is go download your free pussy massage guide and learn how to give women multiple orgasms through your hands tonight. Now, with that being said, I've got an awesome guest here. Now, Alex is a dating coach, but what he really specializes in is helping men text women and get the woman of their dreams or just getting more sexual encounters with women. He's been doing this for a very long time and his um, company really helps guys with the art of what to text what to say and really have these experiences. Now, I've known Alex through a few social circles and he's a really awesome at what he does and it's really great to have him on here. He's kind of like the OG when it comes to fucking texting and stuff like that. A lot of people have learned a lot of stuff from him. So Alex, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, my man. Thank you for having me, man. That's a good intro. It's hard, it's hard to top that. Yeah, I tried my best, man, but I had to get you on here because especially what we do at Sexual Quantum Leap, man, it's about like getting guys to be the best of women's had inside and outside the bedroom. And this is such an um, avenue, like a guy might get a girl's number and it's like, how can I text her? How can I set up something? So then it's not just like a friend zone, like really basic like that. And how can I have the connections that you've always wanted with women? And I know you've been obsessed with this, man. So I love having specialists like yourself on the fucking um, podcast and stuff like that. So I appreciate you being here, man. It's glad to hear her, be here, bro. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like the, um, you know, what you do is really important because there's no better way to retain a girl than you give her 20, 30 orgasms. Fuck, sounds good, my man. Well, let's do this, bro, because the audience probably doesn't know who you are, man. You've got to give a little bit of a background how you got into this and stuff like that. That'd be really cool. Okay, yeah. So um, I used to, so I used to work in uh, corporate America, and um, I had I was working like a full time job, and so you know I didn't really have you know I had, at this point I was already doing you know some day games and night game, but when I started working like really intensely, I didn't really have the time to go out, and when I would come home from work, I was just way too tired to do anything. So basically, I need to, you know, find a way that I could still get laid because I knew that, you know, if I didn't have sex for, you know, a certain period of time, I would literally go crazy. So I knew, I, okay, I had to find a system uh, of getting laid while, you know, being able to work full time. So that's where online dating came in for me. You know, I started heavily you know, using apps like Tinder and Bumble. And then, uh, you know, I also had to develop a style that was like no bullshit because I knew that, okay, I don't have, I'm physically too tired to go on dates and shit. I need these chicks to come over, be DTF, you know, not give me any LMR and be like very compliant. So, okay, so that came into like sexualizing and having a sexual bio. So then it kind of, um, so I started doing that and then, you know, uh, the need for validation, you know, was there. So I created a Facebook group, uh, just sharing my stories with other guys. Uh, started off, you know, purely organic. Like I wasn't trying to market at all. It's just literally, you know, me uh, sharing like stories. And then uh, I started growing, people kept adding each other. And that was the original Playing With Fire group. And then basically it all just built from there. From there came the website, the forums, the YouTube channel, uh, you know, the product, like all that. But it grew from an initial just desire for me to share my stories. That's like a very, very uh, um, abbreviated version of the story, basically. Yeah, awesome, man. What I love about Alex, he's just always been like a straight shooter. I've heard a lot about him from like a lot of people, just like straight down the line, this is as it is, getting clients' results, and that's it, and no bullshit. And that's it's like no fucking around because there's a lot of bullshit out there of like people going, yeah, they've got, they know what's going on. But Alex also has an extensive background in regards to understanding um, dating outside, like just texting. But then the specialty is like, yeah, I like what you said as well. There's a lot of busy professional men who go, you know what? I don't want to go to the bars and clubs. I don't want to go out there all the time. What's an easier alternative to get women to my house? And I really want to have a sexual 
fulfilling life, man. And I've seen some of the client reviews that you've got, man. It's fucking insane, bro. So yeah, if you want to like break down a little bit, like like how you started to formulate this system, man, about like the texting and the sequences to be in the position. Yeah, so that's, that's a good question. A lot of it um, came from, a lot of it was, because I was working in sales, so I started applying a lot of sales concepts to like, like for example, uh, you know, big thing in sales was, uh, you know, properly closing the client. Because you could have a client who was interested in the product, but if you don't close them optimally, then like, so he's like, oh, I gotta think about it. Like, let me get back to you, stuff like that. So, okay, if I'm using you know optimal closing approach for a client, then you know I can probably do that with online as well. So that's where it came the idea. Okay, first you're gonna soft close. Like we should get together sometime soon. Then you figure out the girl's schedule, what's your schedule like, and then you go for the hard close. So that was like, that's kind of like again, this is just like a small example. It's kind of like where things like that came from. There was also, uh, for example, prospecting, right? Like, okay, you know, I was selling solar panels, right? Solar panels are only going to benefit like five to ten percent of people who have homes, who have a lot of sun, who have a high electric bill. There's all these factors, right? So I was like, well, you know, if in my sales job, I'm only going after five to ten percent of the marketplace, five to ten percent of people, and that's giving me more than enough, you know, clients. Then maybe you know, online should be the same. You know, I don't need to try to get every girl because there's so many girls, you know, in my city. I just need to get, you know, maybe five ten percent. So okay, that's where the idea of having a Sexual bio came in, you know, sexual profile, you know, just going sexual over text. And, you know, guys always ask me, like, well, isn't that going to turn some girls off? Yeah, absolutely. It will, for sure. But I don't care about that. You know, as long as I have, you know, more than, you know, as long as I have the results that I want, then if I, some girls are not into it, that's okay. I'm not trying to win every single girl over, you know, in the greater metropolitan area. I'm just trying to win, you know. So that's like a lot of things like that. It came from um, just applying sales concepts. Obviously, it's not like a perfect fit, you know, some things don't apply. Exactly. There's like much more, I would say, of an emotional factor. Well, there's an emotional factor in sales too. I think it's more so uh, with, you know, men-to-women interactions. Uh, but yeah, so I was just kind of built on that and I just started expanding, expanding. I was also doing research and collaborating with guys who were also, uh, you know, having success or sharing ideas. So that was kind of like where the foundation, I would say, came from. Awesome, man. We actually do get quite a few um, business owners and like entrepreneurs on this um, podcast, just like really like, and we always break down this um, concept, man. Like, would you say, it was actually awesome you brought up the sales analogy. Would you say sales is very um, similar to actually meeting women and dating as well? Uh, yes and no. Um, yep. There, there's, there's a lot of overlap. And there, there are things, if you get good at sales, your game will get better. I'm, I'm not saying your, your game will get perfect, but it will get better. Because mm -hmm. sales involves the ability to take a lot of rejection. You cannot be a good salesperson if you can't handle rejection. There's no way. Because most, most of the people you interact with, they're not going to buy your product. And yeah. with, you know, with pickup, it's easy. Like, you go out to a bar, you know, you bullshit for like half an hour, then you just have a few drinks and you call it a night, right? Like, if you don't get laid, you know, when you go out, okay, whatever. Like, you're not going to die. But like, you know, with sales, if you're not producing results, you're going to lose your job. You know, mm. you're going to go on probation. So there's a lot more of like that pressure to actually do the work. Like, it's not just purely internal pressure. There's also external pressure with sales. Um, so... Ability to take rejection, um, ability to understand, empathize with a human and understand what they're feeling and what they're thinking. So, for example, if you have a prospect who looks like, you know, they're interested in the product, but they're not pulling the trigger. There's something that's holding them back. And if you can figure out what's holding them back, you know, you can get their sale. Just like when, you know, if you see a girl that's attracted to you, but she's not fully willing to sleep with you, then you also need to figure out what exactly is holding her back. So, a lot of, you know, for example, you know, in sales, you're not going to be like, dude, just fucking buy this product. You have to like 
be very tactful about it. So you take that kind of tact and apply it to, you know, you're not going to say to a girl, like, yo, why won't you fuck me? You're going to be like, look, I can tell you like me, but there's something on your mind. What is it? Like, you know, just kind of that's, that's similar philosophy. Well, yeah, so there's, there's a call-off crossover in that sense. Yeah, I like that, man. I love how it's like, yeah, there's the crossover with sales, but there's like also a lot of differences, but it's like the process of open to close, essentially. There's a lot of things in there, like the sequences as well, man. But like, even with the messaging back and forth, because I know predominantly we'll just like take the texting. What are the big things that you see guys fuck up when they're messaging girls, man? Oh, dude, that, that could be, we could do like five interviews. <laughs> there's, there's so much. I'll, I'll try to address the big offenders. So the one thing, the biggest offender is, um, well, actually, I'm going to separate this in two categories. There's the pickup guys and there's non-pickup guys. And they're making different mistakes. There's some overlap, but there's different mistakes. I would say for the non-pickup guys, one of the biggest mistakes is they're super boring, right? They're like, hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? And literally, you know, every girl universally is not into, like, super boring shit. Because then, then the girl has to carry the conversation. So you're basically forcing the girl to be the leader, which she does not naturally want to do. So she's much more inclined to go for the guy that just makes it easy on her. Even if the other guys are you know, more attractive or whatever. So that's, that's when it comes to the non-pickup guys. Now, the pickup guys, the big mistake they're going making is they're going way too far in the other direction to be overly gay. So they're, like, they're very conscious of, I don't want to be boring. Well, then they go way too far in the other end of the spectrum. And they don't even sound like humans. They're like sending these really gamey, like really gimmicky texts, which turns the girl off. And it's like, ugh, this guy's like, it's weird. Like, what the fuck is wrong with it? So I would say that's definitely a big one. Uh, most guys are way too over eager. This applies to both categories. So as soon as the girl says something like, ha yeah, maybe we can do that. They're like, cool, tonight you want to hang out? Maybe at 8 p.m.? Like, they, they can't like kind of just like play it cool and let things build up. They're like, like fucking you know, on anything, as soon as a girl gives them a little bit of a carrot, they want the whole fucking thing, you know? They can't like do like the dance back and forth, create the tension. Uh, that's a big one. I would say not picking up on signs that the girl's is giving you. So sometimes the girl will very much signal that she wants to be closed. She's like, yeah, so, you know, if you're not doing anything this weekend, and the guy will not pick up on that, he'll keep trying to like, I don't know, fucking banter and get to know her, which is like very clearly down to me. Um, that's a big one. I mean, there's a bunch, but I would say like those are, those are you know, in the top 10. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I know you can do. The thing is, I'm probably, guys are giving a really good overview, and Alex is just like trying to break it down in a condensed amount of time. As I said, so I've, got, I've done whole videos on this. I've had I've done videos where I had a girl on my uh, video and had her explain from her perspective what are the biggest mistakes guys make. So yeah, I've done like whole videos on this. It's, there's there's a lot. <laughs> that's crazy shit, man. But I really like the distinction about like how you got the pickup guys sometimes like too gaming or they're too over eager or they maybe is this true as well? Maybe they sexualize way too early and they're not like I think it's your concept, man. Like I think I learned this from Nitten because I met him, but like, about baiting the girl and like baiting, 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 opposed to just like waiting, like baiting instead of just going straight in there, going sexualizing off the bat too soon. It's like what the fuck is going on? Is that true or is that false, man? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're also. Uh, which is going to be, I think, pretty relevant to your audience, is like they're sexualizing. They're sexualizing, which is good, but they're sexualizing in a way that does not appeal to a girl. Because, you know, you know, like men are much more like a light switch on and off. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to bend you over and fuck your tight little pussy. With a girl, will be into that as long as she's in that, you know, she's been kind of led up to it. But, you know, they'll, they'll start at like 100 when you guys start at like 10 and just build your way up to 100. Mm. So, like, they'll, or they'll just write in a way that's not appealing to girls, like, you know, as I rip your hair from your head and fuck you, you know, well, actually some girls will be into that, but the majority of girls will be like too much versus instead of like to, uh, the, toss you on my bed and slowly kiss down your legs, teasing you with my lips. Like 
that second style is going to be much more, you know, appealing to a girl that's going to get her warmed up. So then you can go for the really intense shit. So what you're doing, like a sexual progression ladder, just to like um, to test where she's at and then keep building that up and ramping it. Is that correct? Yeah, there's got there's got to be a sexual progression. I mean, like, okay, so you could have you could have a situation where the girl was like already sexing with a few guys, or maybe she was really horny, or she just re- finished reading Fifty Shades of Grey, so she's already pretty high. So then you kind of you know you don't need to start really low, but if you think of you know you should be able to gauge that as well. A lot of girls they're kind of like they're interested, they're attracted to you, but they're not like their vaginas aren't dripping wet when they see your fucking, you know, Tinder selfie. So, you know, you got to get them to that point. You got, it's got to be that progressive buildup. When you go too fast, the girl's like, I'm not into this. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, let's, let's say this, let's bring it back to the normal girl. Cause a lot of guys on this channel, like they're just like really great in the bedroom and stuff like that. They're learning how to do things. Um, but like, okay, they've got this cute girl's number. It's like, how can they start off the conversation? They just started their profile and like most guys, Profile pictures of dog shit, and you can go into that. I know it's a huge topic itself, but what's a great way to open up a conversation, man, when they're on Tinder to start it off? Um, it depends on. Are we talking about cold approach or online? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, if like say say they um, if they're online, say because we're in Corona, if, if when we release this, it'll be Corona time. So you go Corona, you're locked down. What's some really good places like like some good um, opening lines on Tinder or Bumble to start it off? Hey, babe, you got that COVID nineteen. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I would say so. The, be- the best, the best openers are going to be uh, personal to the girl, and they're not going to be cliche. So, for example, um, okay, so let, let's let's take a girl, right? And she has in her bio, you know, I just moved to LA or something like that. Most of the openers, the guys are going to try to customize. Going to be based on that. Oh, cool! How long have you been in LA for? Oh, awesome! What brings you to LA? But if you can go something customized, but that's not super generic, like if you look at her pictures, like, okay, you know, this chick seems like she would be nerdy. I can tell, even though she's hot, I can tell she's into some, you know, nerdy shit. So I'm going to say something based on that. Like, hey, I like your sexy nerd glasses or something like that. But I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, how do you know I was a nerd? You know, mm-hmm. something that's like customized or like, you know, when you can like, again, it's not to be anything fancy, it's not to be anything gamey, but something that's like, that's going to be the most efficient. But then, there's also a lot of generic openers that I'll use. Like, for example, I'll say, hey, trouble, or you're my type. A recent one I saw today, which I kind of found funny, was whatever. So say the girl's name is Michelle. And you say, hey, what, hey, this is funny. When I, was, uh, when I was in third grade, there was also a girl named Michelle. I used to uh, steal her crayons and pull her hair. Something like that. It's a little gay, but it's like, kind of like also sexual. And I'm like, haha, no way. I'm like, yeah, you know, funny how things have not changed that much. The, raw, the bad kind of openers are the ones that are either sound corny, like super corny, like pickup lines, or uh, way too boring, like, hi, hey, howdy, or too, too sexual, too fast. Like, Yo, girl, I'm going to bend you over and fuck your tight little pussy. And the, mm. the girls are like, okay, like, I would be down for that. But, yeah, man. That's cool, man. I really like those. That's that's amazing. You like really like make it more specific to the woman and stuff like that. By the way, man, I'm terrible with message. This is how I used to think um, messaging used to work. I used to like go build a strong interaction with a woman in person and there's just a time gap. But the more that's like evolved over time, it's like really understanding that like you guys and a few other people out there like going out there like, no, it's so important how you can actually literally like guys like Alex gets girls from Tinder, never met them before. And this is correct, Jed, straight back to your house. And like you've you've done this for like years now, I'm just like and you've formulated a process, man. Like it's it's crazy when I first heard this because like coming from the world of like 
going out there like gay and meeting women and I go, shit, this is actually like revolutionary stuff, man. And you're the OG putting this together, man. So if you want to break that a little bit, like can you break these guys' reality going, it is possible to meet a chick you've, ne- you've never met a chick in life and then all of a sudden she's coming straight to your house, man, for a sex date. So um, are you asking me, can I, can I quickly break down the process from opener to getting her straight uh, straight over your place for a sex date? Yeah, you can do that, man. And you can even just like talk a little bit about, like I know that's a big one, but you can give an overview of it and just like get, let the guys know like, yes, that is possible. And like give them a bit of yeah. like an understanding. For sure. Yeah, it, it is absolutely possible. It's not possible with every girl. There's some girls um, who won't come to your house purely out of safety concerns right so the girl might really want to fuck you super dtf i've had you know numerous situations like that but they have like a hard rule they don't go straight to a guy's house maybe they have like a near rape experience or you know they have stories from their friends so you know though you're not going to get every single girl you know to come straight to your place so that's that's an important thing to understand you also have to be somewhat flexible so you know i'll meet girls in public if they tell me they're not comfortable coming straight to my place you know as long as they're attractive you know seeing dtf like i'll, I'll meet them at a bar nearby like i'm not like super rigid on straight to the place. But basically the process I would say comes down to um, opener, which we just discussed, building investment. So a lot of guys try to build attraction, build comfort. Um, I don't really prescribe to that theory. I think that if you match with a girl on Tinder, she's already somewhat attracted to you. So I'm not trying to get her attracted. The only thing I'm trying to do is get investment. So I want her to actively put energy into the conversation. The more I can get her invested, the more, let's just say, currency I have. I can use that currency on things like getting her to come to me instead of me coming to her, her coming you know, over at midnight, her doing this, her, you know, just like sexting, sending news, whatever. Like that investment is just a form of, I guess, like gaining currency. So I want to get her invested in the conversation and that takes care of, you know, uh, whatever, comfort and all that shit. Like, you know, if she's invested, she's clearly at least somewhat comfortable with you. Then um, uh, I will... Uh, Sometimes I will sexualize directly, sometimes I won't. I kind of get this point go based off the vibe that I get off the girl. But either, so I'll either sexualize explicitly where I'm just like straight up saying like, yo, like what is your biggest turn on? And she's like, blah, 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 I like to be bent over. I'm like, cool. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to bend you over and pull that long blonde hair. So explicitly, or sometimes it'll be more implicit to just kind of like flirting and sexual tension. So I'll go one of those two routes. Then I'll uh, soft close her. So I'll say something like, do you like wine? She'd be like, yeah, I do. I'm like, cool. Uh, we should split a bottle sometime soon. So then soft close, then hard close, set up the date. And then proposition, I'm like, so she, she's agreed. She's invested. She's agreed to the general idea of meeting up with me. She likes wine. So then I'll say, cool. Uh, we should split a bottle on my romantic balcony. You know, kind of invite her over in a low-key way. So I'm not going to say, you should come over. We should fuck. You know, I put a lot of pressure on her. Like, invite her in the most least pressure way. And then deal with any concerns or objections that they come up. So at that point, the girl might be like, oh, how do I know you're not a serial killer? Or like, oh, do you have any expectations? Or, oh, is it just going to be a one-night stand? Not always. Sometimes there's no concerns. But, you know, deal with any potential concerns or objections. And then, you know, if the date is a few days away, then just confirm the day before and the day of. And then, you know. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. When you're saying investment, are you saying the sexual investment from her when she's sending, like, you're, getting, you're, you're sending, like, sexual messages and you're really opening that up? Or what you're doing is, like, she's sending sexual messages to you and that's the investment because the more that she invests in the conversation, the more she's like going, oh, I'm really liking this conversation, the more that the bigger the messages or just what she's saying, what are you calibrating from that, man? Or what are you taking from the messages she's sending? 
Okay, so uh, sorry, part of that broke up. But you are you asking me what is um, how how uh, long your text messages should be, or what? Yeah, was no. uh, so the investment. So you say you got the say you like saying she's investing you. Are you saying like emotionally investing you, opening up about herself, or she's sexually investing you, like opening up about her like her sexual fantasies and what she likes to do? And then when you see that level of investment, then she wants an ROI of basically catching up with you and seeing you. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, exactly. So the girl wants to see ROI on all the work that she's put in. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the reason like some people will uh, continue in like relationships that obviously to an outsider look like they're dysfunctional because they've already invested so much energy into that relationship, even though it's total dog shit at this point, they can't let go. So it's kind of like, you know, you're taking advantage of this in reverse. So you get her invested. Uh, sexual investment is obviously great, but some girls are not gonna invest that sexually over text. Like some girls, they're just, so either they think it's cliche or they're just not into it. Like, uh, you know, so that'll, but that'll be more of like emotional investment. And yeah, I'm not talking about like talking about feelings. I'm just talking about like where the girl's like interested in like you and she's like, wow, this guy's pretty cool. Like I want to know more about him. Like, you know, well, you're not just a random number on her screen basically. So yeah, for sure. I mean, sexual investment is probably the best, but other kinds of investments are good. Yeah, man. Um, I like what you're saying before about like building up that sexual investment, like um, like building up that sexual ladder, um, going through that process. Like, is it important to get a woman to your house before? Like, can you get a woman to your house with under no sexual um, frame, or do you have to build a lot of sexual frame before she's coming over? Because that's why she's actually coming over. You can do both. So, and I've done both. Um, the issue with going purely non-sexual, like. You're not doing it even implicitly. There's, it's like purely like, hey, yeah, friend, friend. Is that when you invite her straight over, she's likely to be like, wait, why are we meeting in your house? Like, uh, why don't we just meet at a park or a bar, right? So mm-hmm. even if she's DTF, she's like, I don't see the point of me coming over. Right? Versus if you've been flirting a lot and there's like, even though it's never been acknowledged, but there's like that underlying sexual tension and you invite the girl over, she's like, ah, yeah, I know what he's inviting me over, but fuck it. Like, you know, I like this guy. Like, yeah, I know what he wants. Like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. But that's, this, is what, this is what happens in her mind on a subconscious level. So I think that um, actually we had a guy in our group trying to experiment a while back uh, where he uh, created like a very friendly profile and he tried to use that, you know, to use, uh, you know, to sexualize. And there were some, some results, but more often than not, the girls would be like, they would just like shake, try to shame him for even being sexual. Like, no, you're a nice guy. Why are you inviting me straight over that type of thing? Mm. Oh, man. So, you, so you've done like a, like in a marketing term, like you've done a lot of split testing of different things, profile pictures, like in that. So yeah, I love, I said, guys, if this is the first time you're hearing Alex, as I said, he's been doing this a long time and he's tested a lot of things. And he's got a lot of respect from a lot of people. So it's awesome to have him here. You're kind of breaking up, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry. Bar the internet as well, guys. Yeah. So as I was saying, it's like, it's great for Alex to be here because he's got so much knowledge on this and he split tested a lot in like a marketing tone he's done like done photos he's done bios he's done like messaging back and forward and has a team of things so it's really man just thank you as well for just being here dropping these bombs already so far man let's let's jump into this man let's jump into the profile can you give a little bit of an overview about the like the actual pictures for the profile uh so uh the overview for the profile pictures yeah the pictures for the profile because a lot of guys profile pictures are dog shit aren't they yeah, yeah, for sure. This is a kind of thing. So three factors, right? I, I've kind of, I've, I've now gotten a lot better explaining this in, uh, you know, to the, to the, let's just say the layman, right? Like three factors that come into determining whether your pictures are good or not. 
first mm. is going to be the picture quality. And this is, I mean, like whether it was taking on a shitty like flip phone or like a DSLR camera. And believe it or not, that's the least important factor out of all these three. So usually people think it's the most important, which is why I do professional photo shoots, but it's the least important factor. Second factor is how good you look in the picture. So that, like looking at me right now, I look okay. I don't look that good when I do that. But maybe if I just, you know, that's kind of hard to fake it. But when I get like a little smirk, like now I look a little better. You know, is my hair good? Like right now my facial hair is a mess. Like all these things. Can you, you can look, you can take, you know, two pictures of yourself back to back. And one of them you look like a cell. Another one you look like an eight and a half. Like, so there's a lot, a lot to be said, which is why girls are so good at angles because they know how powerful, you know, just getting that right kind of angle with the right lighting can be. So, you know, how good you look in a picture. My big advice here is literally if you're going to, you know, taking a photo, just take like 50 pictures and then just pick one where you look good. You know, it's kind of hard to nail it, like if you have to, but if you just have, you know, like say I'm, say I'm like at a, on a cool rooftop and the view is awesome. Like, oh shit, this would make a good Instagram photo. I don't say, hey, can you take a picture of me? I'll say, hey, can you take a bunch of pics of me? And then I'll just like crack jokes and have fun with the guys taking pictures or, you know, the girl. And then one of the pictures is likely to come out good, you know, because no. we, we did a bunch, you know, in the span of five minutes, took like 50 photos. So that's the second factor. And the third factor, which I think is the most forgotten factor, that's um, the factor that most guys don't pay attention to, but every girl pays attention to, is how natural the picture looks. So this is why. Uh, pro photo shoots can be a wash because professional photographers are used to taking post pictures, which is good for magazines. That's, you know, for a magazine, yes, the picture should look post. For, you know, for a lot of things that they're used to, that's a good thing. But for online dating, that's a bad thing. You want the picture to look very natural. Like, like you were just doing some cool high value activity and then, you know, someone snuck up on you and took a picture. That's kind of the vibe you want to give off. Mm. And when you're saying with that, like what, like what type of photos, man, are you like, suggesting guys have um ideally is like some 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 uh activity that has value like for example um let's say like um even like if you want to do a shirtless picture right like you're at the beach or you're playing volleyball something that shows off your body it's an activity like i have a picture of uh, me holding my dog right and i have my shirt off so it's like yeah it's kind of douchey but like he's got a cute dog so he gets a pass um, you know, I got a picture of me, um, when I was in Poland, another one of my pictures is me in Poland and like, I'm just like, um, it just looks like I'm waiting for something. Then I got a picture of, uh, my, you know, one of my best photos of all time is I was just chilling in LA and I had some coffee and this girl who I was hooking up with took some pics of me and one of them just came out really good. Like I just had, it just looked like a really badass, like I'm like a businessman or something like that. So, you know, try a lot of shit. Uh, you don't need to, again, you don't need to do professional photo shoots. If you're a person that even has somewhat of a cool life and you kind of know what you're doing, you know, you can take a look. I have guides on my website, like showing you, uh, you know, what's like examples, good picture, bad picture. Well, like you take a lot of pictures, then you'll have, you know, one of them should come out good. Yeah, man. Cause I, that, that's a great point. Like the natural feel that I've seen it before. It's, it's correct me if I'm wrong, man, but it comes across sometimes very try hard. If the guy's getting like a photo next to a Ferrari and it's obviously not his and the photo looks way too crisp and he's got that suit on. It's just like, I'm doing this for Tinder so I can um, get girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that that's definitely that's definitely a bad thing. It falls into the try hard category. You know, posing right next to like a luxury car, it looks like you don't even own the car. Just like an old lady in the background, like fucking chasing you. Or, <laughs> yeah. or like the worst is when a guy like like oh I need a picture with hot girls, so he like finds a bunch of girls at the club and gets them to take a picture with him. But all the girls look like they don't want to be in that picture. <laughs> it's all looking miserable. And then it's like the guy with like really smiling, but the girls just look like they just want to. Get out of there 
and he's like, yeah, I got a picture of me with five hotties. That picture is going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. Yeah? So yeah, for sure. You don't want to do anything that's posed with try hard. Awesome, man. Yeah, you've given some really good overview today and really good nuanced points about what to do, man. So I really appreciate that as well, my man. It's, it's fucking awesome to have you break all this shit down. Now, I just want to say this. If a guy, before we wrap this up, if a guy is just like, I'm overwhelmed, man. I've got a Tinder profile or I've got a Bumble profile and I don't know where to begin. I know you've got an amazing product and stuff like that. Where do you think these guys should really start off at? Like, without, like, do I do the photos? Do I do my bio? Do I reach out to you guys and have a chat? Like, what can they do, my man? For sure. I mean, yeah. So on the Playing With Fire website, we have you know, a lot of good resources that are free. So even if you're not, you know, if you don't want to spend money, you know, it's, it's going to get your foot in the door. So you have a lot of, you know, free resources on the website. You can you know, check it out. Uh, we have forums. You can ask questions in there for free. But um, yeah, it comes down to, you know, photos. Obviously, it's the most important part. Uh, writing a good bio, you know, text game, and then, you know, putting all these things together, you know, having, I don't, this is the way I see it. Your profile is what gives you opportunities because say you have an amazing text game, but you have a shitty profile, even though if you do get a match, you could likely convert her, you don't have the opportunities. But, and the, you know, your text game and in-person game, you know, what you do when you meet her, is kind of like your, um, as you say, conversion. So you wanna have both, you know, maximize your opportunities and conversion, right? If one of these is low, then you know, it's just gonna be, you're gonna be not really having success. So just optimize both of them, and then yeah, the results will come. Awesome, man. I rock at both factors. Man, that's amazing. Really, really love it. So, yeah, last thing I actually want to say before we wrap this up is like the bio, man. Like when they're actually writing the bio, just like I know this could be a whole video in itself, um, whole podcast, but just like some quick tips about some bios that guys can start to use and um, implement straight away, man. Yeah, for sure. That could definitely be. I actually have a video on this, but uh, to quickly sum it up, um, it comes down to, um, okay, this, this is the way I'll break it down. The goal of a bio is to solely DHV yourself, screen, and yeah, I was, those two things really comes down to solely DHV yourself and screen, right? Because you, you don't, you don't want to waste your time on girls who are looking for, you know, marriage or for looking whatever, like something that girls are complete polar opposite of what you want. So those two things. Unfortunately, what a bio often winds up doing for guys who don't know what they're doing, instead of DHVing them, it actually DLVs them. So they would have been better off if they had nothing there because what they say is going to be the thing that goes like, oh, he's so cute, but I can't left swipe. So um, this comes down to, yeah, not being try-hard. Like a lot of guys think that the bio is you know, a place to brag, but you can sell the DH for yourself, but not do it in not bragging. Say like make 200K a year plus and like fucking drive a Ferrari. Like that's an extreme example. But like I see, you know, variations of that. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to say anything like super cringe. Like some guys, self-deprecation, a little bit is good, too much is bad. So, uh, you know, like I love self-deprecating humor, but the bio is not the place to say, you know, I have a two-inch penis and, or like I lost my virginity to my sister or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like funny, funny for your bros, but the girl who sees that, she doesn't know anything about it. She's like, ooh, this guy's weird. Like for example, there was one guy who had his first profile picture was him taking a shit. He took a selfie of him taking a shit. Like, why would you think that's a good idea? Like, what girl's gonna be like, oh man, this guy knows how to poopy. Like, that's, that's what I need in my life, a man that knows how to go number two. So, avoid all those, avoid anything that's gonna lose your points. And then with buy, for example, like for you, right? You're tall, so you would say, you would list your height. You'd say, whatever, 183, you're 185 centimeters. Probably wanna say you're skinny, right? So for example, I live in Miami, there's a lot of tourists here. 
So I want to, and girls, most girls, they don't want a tourist because it's going to be a one night stand. So second thing I'm going to do is say that I'm a local, right? That's because that's going to be, a girl might see my profile, she's like, he's cute, but he's probably visiting because my pictures were taken from all across the world. So say that. That's another thing that's specific to my city. Then I'll probably say, you know, my, my first line is, my passion is traveling around the world and seductively whispering Russian in your ear. So it sounds kind of smooth and cool, but what does that accomplish? It shows that I love to travel, I have a passion, every girl can get behind travel, and I speak another language, and then I'm kind of like flying and flirty, like seductively whispering in your ear, and I have a sense of humor. So I'm accomplishing four or five things in literally one sentence. So you want to have a lot of stuff like that. Oh, dude, that is fucking dropping bombs, dude. That is really cool. The implicit in the, yeah, the implicit to show your life instead of going, look at my life. And just to go, for the guys who don't understand the terminology that Alex was using, DHV just means basically demonstrating higher yeah. value and DLV is just like demonstrating lower value. And yeah, that's just those two terminology of that. But Alex, man, I'm going to wrap it up here. Is there any final words before we get into where people can reach you, man? Is there anything else you'd like to express or say? For sure, yeah. Check out my YouTube channel. We'll link it. And then, you know, I have forums. I have a website. You know, there's a lot of, you know, we have a tips and guides section on there. So if you're like, yeah, you know, I want to create a profile, just check it out. You know, just follow the formula. Um, yeah, find me on Facebook. Find me, well, not so much on Facebook. Find me on YouTube. Find me on Instagram. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll link everything. So you guys should have it. Yeah, guys, definitely check it out. Like, as I said, I always go so go check out the dude's free stuff. His free stuff is, like, absolutely insane as well with the groups. Um, I'm breaking up a little bit. Can you still hear me? Awesome, bro. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's good. It was a fun interview. Yeah, man, it's, it's always good. As I said, please go check out stuff because Alex, as I said, he has some really cool shit and he, he really wants to help these guys. And as I said, I, I, do, I do have some very cool shit. I yeah. Because it's just because I love Alex as well because it's like if you want to get dudes results and that's the fucking best part of this. So, man, thank you for being here. And, guys, for the SQL family, thank you for tuning in for this podcast today. And as I said, if you did like this and you want to get in contact with Alex and you can't reach him, you can't find him, make sure you reach out to me. I'll get you in contact with him and we'll go from there. But, Alex, again, appreciate the interview. You dropped some bombs and I'll speak to you soon, my man. Awesome, man. Glad to be here.